Welcome to Let's Examine Bible Study. We are live from Nevada, the city of Las Vegas. We're an outreach ministry, literally and figuratively. Our ministry is outside of the four walls. Occasionally, you may hear a dog barking or a train going by or a plane flying over. Lesson 88 Bible Study every Thursday. Open discussion. Bible Study Thursday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Promptly. Topic, successful pastors doesn't. Always treat his lay members' opinions equally. Feature scriptures, Acts 6 and 2. That's Acts 6 and 2. Bible question of the week. As followed, pastors meeting only. Pastors meeting only. The individual that was asking this question wanted to know, was it biblical and was it fair that this individual was an evangelist and being excluded from this meeting was quite unsettling to him. All Bible questions will be answered. It may not be featured on Thursday Bible study, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., but you will get your answer via email, via text, we may even use the postal services. We may even post it on Facebook. However, we will get you your Bible question answered. That being said, Father God, we ask you to bless this Bible study on today, oh God. Allow the word to go forth and, and people are richly blessed. That they'll take that word, apply it to their lives, oh God. And they'll take that word, oh God, and share it with others that are in need of a blessing, a deliverance, an uplifting, oh God. As always, Lord, allow me to decrease while you increase as the word goes forth. In your son's precious name, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for being lords of lords and kings of kings, the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. In your son's name, Jesus, thank God. Amen. Effective leaders always seek wise advice and counsel. Everyone has equal value in God's eyes. According to scriptures, Galatians 3 and 28, and they should in our eyes too. But when it comes to who should have input, into major decisions not every opinion has equal value for example when god ordained the man of god to the office of pastor keyword god ordained the man of god to the office of pastor the man of god opinion has value I took a moment and I made a distinction there, the difference between man ordained and God ordained. Because when God ordained, God will maintain. God will equip the man of God to be able to serve the flock efficiently, effectively, in a Christ-like manner. Oh, praise God. It's interesting when God ordains a man of God, there's always a dialogue that goes along with it. 
A man of God is constantly before the throne of God, listening what God has for him and for him to share with God's people. By way of the Holy Spirit, as it speaks, as it gives utterance. Another example is preaching. Preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. The man of God is always yet again before the throne. Lord, what do you want me to teach about? What do you want me to preach about on this day? This could also apply to Sunday school, weekly, Bible study, the list just goes on and on. You get the picture, the man of God is yet before the throne of God, having dialogue. One final example, discernment. Being able to discern whatever comes through those doors of the sanctuary. Sometimes things that need to just stop. Because the Spirit of God is speaking to the man of God. That that person just came through that door is suicidal. You need to get up and go and pray. Discernment is something that is most needed in the body of Christ. And usually it resides with the pastor. For the most part, God instills that ministry along with other ministries in the pastor. For those of you who have your Bibles, we're going to talk about titles or positions. We're going to go to Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. That's Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. In verse 11, it reads as follows. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. FYI, the work of of the apostles and the prophets is manifested in the Holy Spirit speaking through and teaching us God's word. Those two offices are now manifested in the Holy Spirit. The other three evangelists, pastors, and teachers, those are still currently operating in the body of Christ in the church. There are other ministries we'll get to in a moment. For confirmation on what I just said, take a look at 1 Corinthians 9 and 1. That's 1 Corinthians 9 and 1. Various ordained given ministries are appointed in order that everything in the church might be well arranged and put in its proper place. Or the church might be complete. It is that Christians may have every possible advantage for becoming complete in love and knowledge and order. 
those are three different particular things that I just mentioned. Love, knowledge, and order. That is the purpose of having individual ministries. Well, the work of the ministry, all of these engaged in work of the ministry through in different departments, together they constitute the ministry by which Christ meant to establish and edify the church. In other words, the pastor can't be the parking attendant, nor can the parking attendant be the pastor. Everyone has their ministry, and we need to edify the ministry that God has given us. In other words, to be the very best that we can be. If God has made us evangelists, then take it and move farther with it by the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 12 and 28, and God has set some in the church, first apostle, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers. And after that, miracles and the gifts of healing helps government, that would be your pastors, diversities of tongues. Everyone, again, I, I cannot emphasize it enough. Whatever ministry that God has given you, you need to operate in that particular ministry to the best of your abilities Lead and be led by the Holy Spirit. Once again, effective leaders always seek wise advice and counsel. Turn to Acts 15, 1 through 2. That's Acts 15, 1 through 2. The Bible says, And a certain man which came down from Jerusalem taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. And verse 2 it says, When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no such dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem until the apostles and the elders about this question. Let's drop down to 15, 5 through 6. That's 15, 5 through 6. But there rose up a certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And verse 6, And the apostles and the elders came together for to consider this matter. The question was too important. And perhaps the person who advanced the objections to consider to allow of a decision to be taken on the spot. A special meeting of the church was called to consider the matter. Oh, praise God. 
Oh, praise God. Effective leaders always seek wise advice and counsel. In this particular case, Paul and Barnabas had made a conscious decision that we had best seek advice on this matter. Let's take it to the council of the apostles and the elders because they wanted wise counsel. They wanted wise counsel. In the modern world, we would not call an elementary teacher if we had cancer. We would call a doctor. If we needed a tax consultant, we would not call a clerk at 7-Eleven. You get the picture. Important matters you should seek out those that have credibility. Those that God has appointed to certain offices in the body of Christ. In this particular case, they sought out the apostles and the elders because Paul and Barnabas wanted to get it right. They wanted to make a wise decision because an informed decision brings forth a wise decision. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. Let's examine pastors. Let's examine pastors. Let me be unequivocally clear. Godly pastors are worth their weight in gold. We bear great responsibility that medical doctors, as Hebrews 13 and 17 states, obey them, have the rule over you, and submit yourselves for they watch for your soul, as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. What's interesting here is that it says they that must give an account. He's talking about the pastors. When a pastor tells you something, it had best be lined up with scriptures. It had best be what the Spirit of God has conveyed to, to the pastor to give to you. Because according to the scriptures, they are going to be held accountable. They're going to have to answer before our Creator. Why did you not say this? Or why did you say that? Let's go one step even farther. Ezekiel 3 and 17. That's Ezekiel 3 and 17. Son of man. He's talking to Ezekiel. I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore. Hear the words at my mouth and give them warning for me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. And you give them no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked ways to save his life. 
That same wicked man shall die in his iniquities, but his blood I will acquire at your hands. So your pastor carries a great responsibility for your welfare. When the word comes forth, that pastor must move. Otherwise, he will be held accountable. The point I'm making is this. I open up with, there's some that come to church every Sunday, have the best looking suit on, the best looking Bible. But you never ever see them take up a ministry in the church. Rarely ever see them pray. Getting wise advice or counsel from them. Godly counsel would be very questionable. But to have some semblance of certainty would be the man of God, your pastor. Who you can confide in knowing that he is a man of God. Oh, praise God. Knowing that he is the man of God, you should also pray about it. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Pray without ceasing. Men should always pray and not faint. Regardless of what title a man or woman carries when you're seeking wise counsel or advice, you should always pray. Always pray about the situation before you approach anyone. Because God will align you up with whom he wants you to speak to, consult, confide in, seek wise counsel and advice. It starts with the Holy Spirit directing you in the direction that it wants you to go. It all starts with with prayer. We should do nothing, I mean absolutely nothing without prayer first. That's where it starts. Christians should work with their pastors not always splitting hairs or making unnecessary distinctions. It is imperative that you give your pastor the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes, such as pastors only meeting, it might not sit well with you. But before you speak, before you make any distinctions of what has or what's going to take place, the first thing you ought to do is pray about it. Is pray about it and listen to what the Spirit is saying before you do anything. Pray about it. Consult your Heavenly Father. 
Lord, this doesn't feel right. Lord, I need for you to give me some comfort about what is or what has taken place. Remember what I just conveyed to you. Everything starts with prayer. Always starts with prayer. So before you make any distinction about your pastor, pray about it first. You see, because it's a pastor's only meeting, because pastors can relate to other pastors. There are many things that pastors go through that lay members will never ever experience or never ever understand. But another pastor can understand another pastor's ups and downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because they have something in common. They are ordained pastors. The same can be said for the Ursher board. They can speak the same language because that's what they do. The verses a pastor would never understand the things that the Ursher board goes through on a daily uh, basis and vice versa. So what I'm saying is this. When pastors say pastors only meetings is because they want other pastors in the room where the language is all the same. They all understand one another. And if they were to invite other departments into that room, I can assure you there'd be a lot of questions that seem incredibly significant to the deacon board. The teachers. But to the pastors, they're beyond that because they speak the same language. They want to move forward with whatever agendas that's on the table. So this is why and often they have pastors only meetings. Usher boards only meetings parking lot attendance only meetings because they all speak the same language thank you for joining us in Thursday Bible study the Bible conveys to us in Romans 10 and 9 if thou was confessed with their mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in their heart that God has raised him from the dead thou shall be saved for with the heart man believing unto righteousness with the mouth confession is made unto salvation and verse 13 for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved let's examine contact information let's examine.org let's examine at gmail.com like us on Facebook let's examine https dot slash slash anchor dot fm let's examine.com Let's examine live prayer Sunday, 6 p.m. promptly. Hosted by Elder Patricia David Richardson. That number is 978-990-5399. That's 978-990-5399. The code is 828-3022. 828-3022. 
Let's examine marital counseling. Very affordable. Let me say that again. Very affordable. 702-741-1138. That's the number to call for all inquiries. I'm Pastor Fred Richardson. You can contact me directly with your Bible questions or comments. You can email or you can text or call. Let's examine at gmail.com. Thank you.